Week 10 of BYU Football with Connor Pay upcoming on Locked On Cougars. We take a look back at the loss to Texas, a trip to West Virginia this week, and also get to your listener questions. All ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet one can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's simple as that. $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. All right, please welcome in now BYU team captain Connor Pay to the program. And uh, Connor, first off, thanks for taking the time. How are you, sir? I'm good. I appreciate you making the time. Absolutely. So uh, let's start off by looking back before we look forward here, the Texas game. And uh, you guys lose that game 35-6. to Give me your overall uh, sense of uh, how you perceive things went for the Cougars in Texas. <clears throat> well, really, <clears throat> really proud of how our defense battled. Um, you know, they continually put us in, you know, positions to be successful and kept us in the game for most of that till those two late uh, touchdowns. Um, I mean, d- disappointing as an offense, just never really got into a rhythm couldn't capitalize and you know it's you know we actually moved the ball okay in between the 20s mm-hmm. you know and then either just stalling the drive stalling out or you know a turnover um and when you play against a top 10 team on the road you're not going to win when you make mistakes like that and so you know we have a there's a lot for us to fix on on offense um but you know, I'm 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 proud of the way our defense battled and stuck through and, and had our back while we were uh, while we were struggling a little bit. Listening to Kalani Sitake and the other coaches this week, they kind of indicated like we just needed to find a way to uh, punch through and get a touchdown because you guys are down just two scores for a large majority of that game. And had you been able to get a touchdown there, they, they they're kind of the the gist I got from them was they felt like okay, we if we just get another touchdown on the board here, suddenly it's a whole new ball game. So give me your thought process. You're watching that. You're down 15 for most of that game, and uh, how difficult was that to think? Hey, you know what? We're this close, but yet so far. In a way, I mean, yeah, it, it was hard because, um, you know, just knowing that we, we got so close a couple times and then uh, just having self inflicted wounds, you know, and uh, we gotta we gotta protect Keaton better, a lot better to give him a better chance to make plays. And, um, you know, it's 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 hard when you feel like you're going on decent drives. Uh-huh. It's like, cause that was, that was hands down the best defense we've played all season long, especially up front. 
and is probably the best defense overall we'll play the entire season. Um, and, you know, just to have opportunities and to not capitalize on them, you know, is, is you just, you, you can't do it when you, when you don't, uh, when you don't score any touchdowns in the red zone, I think we were 0 for 3 on touchdowns in the red zone, and you have three turnovers, you're not going to be the top 10 team on the road. You're just not. And and so um, I think, you know, it, it, it was hard because that we, we had our chances and we had our moments and we didn't and we didn't take advantage of them. You know, and we, and we a couple times we put the defense in a, tough position and they came up with huge fourth down stops two of them mm-hmm. um and which gave us another opportunity to go and and uh we weren't able to we weren't able to capitalize on it and I was so you know it's it's disappointing just because you want especially with with how hard you know the defense is playing and, and uh you know you want to you want to do it for them right like they, they just got us the ball back we want to go on a good drive and score and you know we started to have to put some drives together a little bit and you know to have a 16 play drive get down to the two yard line and then you know only be able to get a field goal you know things like that like that's you know that's that's unfortunate because you know we had our opportunities and we didn't uh you know we didn't we didn't take care of business unfortunately you made a point in there about uh, protecting Keaton and giving him that uh, extra half a beat or an extra second to get the plays off. Kalani Satake also talked about it. He was asked post-game, did you ever consider uh, changing quarterbacks in-game? And he said, no, how about we start with protecting him and making sure he has that extra beat? So uh, what's the mentality for you guys as as you as you hear your head coach make that point? But it sounds like you already had that in your mind as well. I mean, no, for sure. And there, there, there was a couple times uh, where – you know, Keaton got hit by a blitzer or something who just wasn't accounted for yeah. in, in, in the scheme. They just added him in late or something that there's we don't really have a lot of control over. But the majority of the hits he took in that game was, you know, not quite hanging onto a block long enough or not passing off uh, a twist or a pressure properly, which ends with him getting hit. And, you know, and it's, and as an offensive lineman, it sucks because you know, that's your job and it's what you're responsible for. And were they a really good pass rushing team? Yeah, very much so. And they've, they've done that to just about everybody. But I mean, when you go back and watch the film, it was just, I mean, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, if we could just hang on to him just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Or man, if your our footwork was just a little better on this one, like, you know, we could have we could have given them a little more time to find those windows in the defense, and so um, yeah, definitely, definitely humbling for us as a group because you know with the struggles that we've had, pass protection at least in general has been something we've been good at this entire season, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, so for us, it's just we have to we have to bounce back from that and keep him completely clean against uh, uh, West Virginia and uh, you know, because Keaton deserves that. And, you know, so for us, it's, it's embarrassing and humiliating to kind of hear people call for the benching of your quarterback in large part, because he doesn't have a clean pocket to throw out of and he's trying to make plays. And so that's just, that's, that sucks um, because that's our fault and that's our responsibility. And we have to, we have to fix it, whatever we have to do. 
you know, and we've gone over a lot of, a lot of things today and we'll continue to do it throughout the week, whatever we got to do to get it fixed. And, and I mean, there, there is an element of like, look, those are some damn good football players on the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's going to be one-on-ones. Sometimes you're going to win them. Sometimes they're going to win them. That's just how it goes when you play against, you know, the top teams in the country. And that's what you want. You want to be challenged like that. Um, and I had a couple times where, you know, I was in a true one-on-one and I got beat, you know, and, and, you know, that, that happens, but, um, I think we just have to sure up, uh, some of the things that are like, that shouldn't have been pressures or, um, you know, Keaton shouldn't have been hit on this play, you know, cause you can, um, you can analyze and analyze and analyze all day long, but at the end of the day, our base fundamentals um, are what uh, you know cost us a little bit. Or it's like that should have been that should have been a clean pocket right there. And good good teams will will expose that a little bit and kind of press on it. And that's where you you kind of have to revert back to those fundamentals and to, to handle it. And so and that's kind of a long winded answer, but you know, just it's obviously it's something that we we feel that it's weighing heavy right now because. You know, that's our responsibility, and we failed at it on Saturday. Now, you guys come off this loss to Texas, and as you mentioned, you guys head to West Virginia this Saturday. Got a couple of questions for you about the Mountaineers that we'll get to here in just a moment. Uh, but first, need to get a word in on our friends over at FanDuel. They've been working on this for months now. The best part about FanDuel, my friends, is they have got options for you guys, no matter what you're looking for and what, look, what you're looking to do when it comes to having some fun this NFL season. They are America's number one sportsbook for a reason, and right now new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Simple as that. $150. 50 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders and many, many more. They have daily specials as well. It's always fun to check out what FanDuel's got going. So check it out. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and help and have some fun. Not help yourself. Have some fun this NFL season with our friends at FanDuel. They are an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. We've been working with Perry Homes for a few months now. Whether you're looking for your first home or ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes is Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed to help meet your needs, my friends. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties. They have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. No matter what you're looking for, they've got the thing for you to help help you out as a homeowner. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes and many options in between. They even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to move now. So take advantage of it now. Visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Continuing on now with BYU team captain Connor Pay and uh, Connor, I, I've, there's a there's this fan like uh, driven theory out there, and th- this uh, relates to you guys' game this week against West Virginia. Have you heard the the theory about the vampire Cougars? Have you heard the, have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. Okay, so do you subscribe to the theory that you guys, uh, for whatever reason, uh, you're twenty and one in your last twenty-one night games and day games are a completely different story? Do you believe in any of this? Um, do I believe 
that the time of day is the reason that those games went that way. Essentially, yes. Not, no. No, not completely. Um, but, I mean, just based off the record, I mean, you can't not look at it. But at least from my perspective, I think it has to go with, okay, what's what's different between our preparation for the night games versus our preparation for the day games? And, okay, if we're not performing as well in the day games, then what do we need to change about our preparation for those games? That's kind of where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily thinking about vampires or only wanting to play in the dark. <laughs> um, but so that's kind of that's kind of where my mind goes on, on that stuff. But. Well, and if anybody does subscribe to it, I guess the next two games are going to be the way what BYU fans want because it will be a 7 o'clock local time kick out there in Morgantown against West Virginia. And then we just found out yep. uh, this week that you guys will be taking on Iowa State. It will be an 8-15 kick at Lavelle Edwards Stadium the week following that. So uh, if the theory is true in whatever sh- way, shape, or form that you believe it is, the next two <laughs> games should be should be good news for the Cougars, right? <laughs> I guess we'll hope so. We'll take wins any way we can get them, so... Uh, by the way, I was going to ask you, you guys sit at 5-3 and three on the season. You're one win away from bowl eligibility entering the final month of the year. Uh, does it weigh on your mind at all thinking, you know what, we need to capitalize on our opportunities here and get that sixth win ASAP? Um, yes, for sure, but not in the sense of bowl eligibility, of just wanting to you know, improve each week and play our best because I mean, we're, we're thinking about you know, the Big 12 right now. We're not thinking about you know, necessarily what bowl game we're going to or anything like that. We just want to win to move up in the conference standings, you know, and, um, you know, we put ourselves a little bit in a tough position um, with three uh, three conference losses now. Um, but, you know, so I think that's more of the mindset. I mean, obviously that sixth win comes with bowl eligibility, which is what you always want every season. Um but I think our focus right now is just 100% on West Virginia, a one-week season. You know, like this is – that's all we have to focus on right now is going and beating the Mountaineers. Now, you guys are winless in the conference on the road. All of your uh, losses in conference have been road games. Uh, how important do you feel like it would be for you guys to get over the hump and pick up a conference road win? I think I think it'll be great. Um, uh, just because, I mean – you know, it is it is challenging playing on the road. You know, it, it's it's a lot of fun, honestly, but it also it, it comes with different challenges. And you know, even though BYU fans travel really well, um, and I mean, shout out to the fans at Texas; they were awesome. We had they had the whole high section where yep. all the fans were and the families, but then there was a whole other chunk in the main part of the stadium that was decked out. There had to have been ten thousand plus. BYU fans there so shout out to the fans you guys were awesome sticking it out with us till the very end but um, I think uh, you know just going into a hostile environment getting a win getting to come back home I think um, you know I don't know if I think so much in terms of you know what we need to get our first road win right well this is a big one because it's on the road it's a big one because it's the only game we have this week and and so um, I think obviously yes. Do we want to win? Of course, obviously. I think does does it matter where necessarily? No, we want to win regardless. But obviously, it's something we need to do, um, and and want to do. If you want to make noise in conference play, you know you have to you have to pick up some big road wins. That's just kind of how it works. 
I also wanted to ask you, just you talked about the fact that your mindset's more on West Virginia and the Big 12 race and that, that type of stuff. How nice is that to have that kind of mindset going into the month of November, whereas previous to this, when you guys were independents, uh, these were essentially one-game seasons because they were just the games didn't necessarily have the same implications that they, that they do now that you're in a conference. You know, it's definitely it's definitely a lot uh, a lot better in, in my opinion, I guess, just because you know your your destiny was kind of in a lot of ways already determined mm-hmm. as an independent by this point in the season. If you had picked up a loss or two by now, um, and so the only time that you know it's really intense near the end of the season is if you're if you're pretty much running the table okay. and you have a chance to do that. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a little different now watching the conference standings move around and, um, you know, obviously with Oklahoma losing to Kansas, Mm -hmm. you know, and so now it's, I think there's a four way tie for first place, I believe. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot going on in, in the conference. And so I think, uh, I think that's, I think that is nice for our mindset just saying like, Hey, we need to go. We need to get a win against West Virginia and then see what happens from there. Right? Just see what happens with standings, rankings, whatever. And so I think uh, I think it makes it easier to just focus on one game one week at a time. Um, because as, as an independent, you almost kind of had to look ahead a little bit. Whereas now it's like, okay, we just need to win this game. We have no – It's been there's so much parity in the conference and in all of college football in general right now. You never know what's going to happen on a given week, so let's just go get our win right now and see what happens everywhere else, and then, you know, attack the next week. Now, you and West Virginia were picked uh, near the bottom of the conference. Actually, West Virginia was picked dead last in the media poll. Uh, I went to Big 12 Media Day in Arlington, and Neil Brown, their head coach, when he got up to the podium up there to speak to the general media, I'm sitting there in the crowd, and he was just adamant. He said, they picked us last in the conference. There's no way. I, I, he said, I, I think he said, I guarantee we will not finish last in the conference. And to West Virginia's credit so far, they have, as you mentioned, have been a fairly solid program, kind of middle of the pack, but they are far from the worst in the Big 12. Uh, give me oh, Five and three. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, they're, they're, they've, they equal you guys in terms of the overall record. Uh, what do you make of the Mountaineers? What do you make of this matchup as you head out to Morgantown? I mean, just in watching them and in the games, you know, they're, they're a gritty team. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of their wins, a lot of their wins haven't come from necessarily blowing people out winning 20 to 13 or something like that. You know, they're just, they're gritty. And and you know they're they're tough, and they kind of just they kind of just ground and pound all game long and, until the very end. And so, you know, I really respect you know the toughness and the effort of West Virginia just based off what I've seen so far. Um, you know, they're a talented team who's improved on defense. You know, every single year that that defensive coordinator's been there, um, and so you know it'll it'll be a great challenge for us. Um, but no, definitely have a lot of respect for them and their toughness and their uh, what they've done to get those wins. Have you ever been to the great state of West Virginia in your life? No, I haven't. I served my mission in Virginia, so uh-huh. I'm so about three hours away from Morgantown. Okay. Um, but I've never been to West Virginia, no. Which mission in Virginia did you serve? I'm not, I didn't know this for so whatever reason. I was in the Washington, D.C. South mission. Ah, okay. Do you speak a language? 
No, I was English. Oh, you were one of the English. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, so I gotta you, I gotta learn the gospel instead of a language. Smart man. Smart man on that on that. As a guy as a guy who had to learn Mandarin Chinese, trust me, I spent more than half oh of my, my mission gosh. learning Chinese. I I, I wasn't necessarily preaching. Were you nine weeks in the MTC? Uh try twelve, dude. I'm just Oh my gosh. And, I couldn't have done it. And by the way, so you and I are both from Utah County. I grew up in Orem. You grew up uh, obviously up in the Alpine area. Uh I yeah. so I spent twelve weeks during the dead of summer. I went in on May thirty one and didn't leave until the middle of August. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God definitely knew that I would not have been able to do that, and so he sent me English speaking. I was I was in the MTC for seventeen days, yeah. and I was ready to get out by yeah. the time those seventeen days were over. Uh, I got to about week six, and was like, "All right, we we need to we need to get a move on here." But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, I digress on that. All right, I uh, got a couple of listener questions. We'll wrap up today's episode with some of them involving Halloween, some of them involving uh, West Virginia. Uh, we'll get to sure. all of those here in just a moment. I do need to get a quick word in on our friends over at eBay Motors. They've been working with us for quite a while now. eBay Motors uh, passion drive and patience is what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive that's why ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led highlights and more led headlights excuse me and more whether you're into power speed or style ebay motors has got you covered my friends with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We talk about this all the time. They have the Learn and Earn program. It's an app that's paying your entire family to learn about money. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. And every time you you are a family member, completes a topic, you earn points that can accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards and learn Learn and earn is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app so you can play at any time, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and of course, the more you learn, the more you earn, my friends. Take advantage of it now. It's Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping Kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of your friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, everybody. Uh, Connor, do you want to help me out with a with a giveaway real quick on, on today's show? Yes. Please. So, uh, what it is, we got some really cool listeners out there, and uh, it's basketball season. Uh, BYU men's basketball has their uh, first exhibition uh, game this week, and then obviously they kick off the season against uh, Houston Christian, which, by the way, I, I don't know if you know the name uh, Houston Baptist. Uh, they changed their name recently, and I didn't realize it's this one and the same. That's who BYU opens the season against next Monday oh. night. Uh, so, we've got some listeners who are unable to attend the game, and they have generously offered up uh, some tickets. So, I've got a pair of tickets to give away. Uh, to the game uh, next Monday night. You got any good ideas for how we give it away? I, I just wanted to run that by you. Um, I would have I would do submissions, just given what tomorrow is. Okay. Probably best Halloween costumes. Okay. So send so send us a send us essentially a, I guess a picture or whatever you dress up as as, as yeah. Halloween, and I will run them by Connor. He'll pick one, and then we'll we'll reward that listener. How about that? 
Yeah, sorry. So, I'm just going to pick what I think is the best. The rest of you, please don't be pissed at me. All right. So uh, email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address. Once again, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Uh, I will run uh, all the submissions by Connor. He'll pick a winner, and we'll reward that winner with a pair of tickets to go watch the season opener Monday night as BYU men's basketball takes on uh, Houston Christian. All right. Uh, Connor, uh, before we go on today's show, uh, the first listener question uh, is a great question, obviously, with West Virginia this week. And it comes in uh, via David, and he asks this. Can you ask Connor Pay if he's a fan of John Denver? I, I have to say I am a fan of John Denver. Okay, so are you looking forward to hearing Country Roads being sung out there in Morgantown, or you hope they don't sing it because you, you beat them? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously for that reason, I hope I don't hear it. <laughs> but uh, you can never go wrong with a little John Denver. Okay, I, I think that question came in probably because David heard you talk about the fact that you're a metal guy and whatnot. But I think everybody likes John Denver to a degree, don't they? Yeah, no, and I'm I like all genres. Metal's just the most unique one because okay. it's kind of, and people think it's weird, and they <laughs> think I'm a weirdo that I like metal music. But I like I listen to all genres of music all the time. You're an offensive lineman. You're supposed to be a little bit uh, quirky or weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, probably. It's, it's part. It's part of. The, it's part of the thing. I, I like to use the term offensive lineman toil and anonymity, and that's. I think it's more true than most people would l- like to let on. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. All right. Uh, next question. Obviously, you referred to Halloween a little bit earlier on. Uh, what is your favorite Halloween candy? And I'll give you an example real quick, Connor. I around Halloween for whatever reason, growing up and even to this day, I crave butterfingers around uh, butterfingers around Halloween. The rest of the year, couldn't give a you know what about them, but I love this time of year and, and butterfingers. <laughs> Do you have one of those that kind of uh, you're like you know what I need one of those. Um... I don't know if I have one that stands out particularly like, oh, it's Halloween. I'm getting this one. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess we've already talked about on the show uh, how Reese's Fast Breaks mm-hmm. are my favorite candy bar. Which, speaking of that, yeah, bring I, shout out, I, I mentioned, shout out yeah, to we, the fan uh, that gave me a Reese's Fast Break after the TCU game. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. So thank you for that. Um. But I have to go those little – all growing up, I'd always, like, try to steal the little mini Reese's. Okay. Those little mini ones. Yeah. I'd go through my siblings' bags and all that and try to steal them all and <laughs> try to get as many of those as I could. But those have always been my favorite, I think. Were you and your siblings – because I know with my siblings, we would, like, trade, like, our favorites for their favorite, like, back and forth. Did you guys do oh, that same sure. thing? Okay. For sure. So outside of Reese's, what else were you, what else were you trading for? Like, what were you trying to acquire? Um, I really liked, um, what are those, um, the brown balls with the, oh, uh, are you talking um, Whoppers or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the Whoppers. The little boxes of milk duds milk is always duds. a good one. Okay. You like to have your teeth ripped out of your head is what you like. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I got to keep Greg Pitts in business. I mean, come on. <laughs> nice shout-out, by the way. W- way to work that in there. Greg Pitts, by the way, great dude uh, out there, one of the uh, great dentists in in this local area. I- I've heard many, many good things about him. Uh, okay, so other other question, Connor. Uh, this one's just yeah. uh, personal. Uh, I had a, this asked of me earlier. It actually would have been last week, and I was talking with somebody, and I said, okay, what was your favorite costume you ever wore growing up? Uh, so I'm gonna. Oh, wow. So do you ha- do you have one off the top of your head that you just you remember that being memorable? I think 
Um, I don't remember if it was like sixth or seventh grade. I might have been in middle school. Uh, it was it was when the Dark Knight Rises came out. Okay, and and kind of Bane was the big villain of the time, I guess. At that, uh, a lot of people liked him just because the movie had come out recently. Um, I was Bane one year, okay. and that was like that was like the first. I think that was probably like the first time in my life where I actually like went to my parents and was like, "This is what I want to be." Okay, because usually it's like, "Okay, we'll do some ideas," and you know, my parents would give me a few options or something, but I didn't really care enough to be like, "Oh, I really want to be this." And I think that I think I was probably sixth or seventh grade. Or that's when I was like, I knew that was what I wanted to be. That's the that's the only Halloween that I can remember where I really knew what I wanted to be for Halloween and like was like excited about it. Did you have like the respirator and everything? Were you talking in oh, that voice? They made me like take it off at school because it was covering too much of my face. I think. Yeah, no, no mask. But yeah, school, no, I had yeah. the like the bald cap thing <laughs> with the with the mask, the full on suit. I was gonna get like his big trench coat that he wears uh-huh. but that edition of the costume was like three hundred dollars so so we, we couldn't get that part bit too much on that front <laughs> you were uh, see you were molded by the darkness i was born in it or whatever that that famous yeah. line is uh yeah so that's a good one uh mine's easy teenage mutant ninja turtles i grew up uh, nice. you, you've seen the live action teenage mutant ninja turtles i assume right yeah. So that that old one from the '80s. That is uh, one of the top five movies in terms of if you had my top five movie list, that's on there. And I know it's not a great movie, <laughs> but it's just it was one of the influential movies of my childhood. And sure. Uh, you, and here's a, here's a little bit of an upset. I picked Donatello. That's my guy from the from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. He's a little surreal. I'm, I'm a fan of that choice. I like I like the bow staff. You know, I was like, you know what? He's 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 a little bit off off the like. Everybody wanted to be Leonardo. Everybody wanted to be Raphael. I'm like, you know what? I'm going Donatello over here. Good choice. All right. Uh, so one final question uh, that comes in. Let me just pull this up here. Comes in from Ethan. He says this: Can you ask Connor? Uh, is he a fan of Halloween or what is? It? I guess then he extends it out. If he's not, what's his favorite holiday? Um, I don't know if I'd classify myself as like a fan of Halloween. Um, I definitely don't dislike it, but it's just like, it's not one that I get super up for, super excited, plan big parties, do a costume every year. Yeah. Like, that's just not me. I've never, I've never cared that much about it, but like, I enjoy, um, going to like costume parties and stuff from doing like my friends or something like that. But I'm not going to, I mean. I'm 23 years old, you know, like I'm not, if there's not a specific reason for me to dress up, I'm not going to dress up in a costume. You know, I think, uh, I don't know. We can let the four year olds do that. But, um, I mean, on the, on the other hand, when you have someone like Tom Homo where it's like, it's a big event every year and, and he just goes to town. Like that's, that's different. That's different. I mean, that's, I respect that. You know, and the and the work he puts in for those. So if you're one of those people, more power to you. But uh, I I would have to say that I'm a I'm a I'm a fair weather Halloween fan. How about that? I pick and choose when I want to be a fan of Halloween. Fair enough. But, and then, uh, what is your favorite holiday then? Out then overall, I'd have to say Christmas probably. My man, good um, choice. Good choice. Not only just because of like just kind of the Christ centeredness uh-huh. of it, but that's usually the one time of year. Where I almost know, almost, and so it's not every single year, but I almost know for sure that my entire family is going to be there. Okay. 
Um, and so that's, that's always a special holiday just because I know I'm going to get to see everybody. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of makes it the most exciting, even, even like my cousins and stuff, they all, we always hosted Christmas Eve in my house, did a nativity, all that stuff. Um, my entire life we've done that. And now obviously my cousins are kind of getting older. Some of them live in different places, working and doing some stuff like that. So sometimes we're usually missing one or two, but you know, there's usually a good 35, 40 of us that are all there. Um, and so Christmas is probably my favorite just cause it's special family time of year. And, um, I, I kind of, I really enjoy giving gifts to my family members, you know, that's kind of, and even, even if they're stupid, kind of quirky, funny gifts, you know, it's still, it's just kind of just fun to do that for your family. All right. Uh, I, we're over time, but I, the one final question off that. Yeah. When, when is it okay to crank up Christmas music in your mind? Oh man. I mean, I want to say after Halloween's over, but it doesn't really like, I won't tell somebody to turn it off Okay. once, once Halloween is crossed. But I just feel like after Thanksgiving is probably when it should be mm-hmm. cranked up because like I'm I'm listening to Christmas music every day once uh, once Thanksgiving passes. But I kind of just feel weird about it because it's like it's a holiday where you're supposed to be like grateful for everything, and it's like I don't want to feel like I'm <laughs> skipping it to the one where you know you get to get and give presents. You know, like I don't want to feel like I'm jumping over my gratitude for this year, <laughs> but. Um, I definitely won't tell someone to turn it off after Halloween, but um, I feel like after Thanksgiving, then you take the Thanksgiving stuff down, you put the Christmas decorations up, then it's just it's on from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's I don't know. That's what I think. All right, good answer. I, I, I'm I'm Mr. November one. I think it's okay at that point. But I'm kind of with you. It really cranks up after Thanksgiving wraps up. That really, yeah. and then it's a go time. Obviously. All right. Well, Connor, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Any final thoughts from you for, uh, for this edition of the podcast? No, just shout out to the fans for sticking with us, man. We love you guys. Well, and make sure you bring Connor a fast break. He'll give you shout-outs on the radio. Come on. (laughs) Let's do that thing. Uh, Connor, thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week, all right? Thank you. All right, there you go. That's Connor Pay. I'm Jay Catch. A big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us on the podcast. As always, a reminder, if you guys do want to win a pair of tickets to the season opener for BYU men's basketball, send in your Halloween submissions, and I will pass them over to Connor. He'll pick a winner and reward you with a pair of tickets to go watch BYU and Houston Christian on Monday night at the Marriott Center. Locked on BYU at gmail.com is the email address once again. Uh, until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. Podcast. See ya.